Selena Vega is a name that is back in the news after not really hearing much about her the past few months. She's been something under the radar, hasn't really kept herself in, you know, the grand scheme of things as of late. It is looking like the WWE has plans to bring her back to their company. After being released back in November last year over the whole third-party ban that they implemented to their talent. And she was resistant to doing that, so they cut her loose as a result. She was seen at their performance center this past week to film something there alongside The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson. We're not really sure what it is that she was shooting over there. It could be something for outside WWE and outside venture. But that's really doubtful, as I don't think they would allow her to use one of their facilities to shoot something for an outside venture that has nothing to do with them, especially if they don't end up signing her back. But many reports from reliable sources are all but confirming that Vega is set to come back to WWE. As for what? They're still being discussed as of now with the creative team, but they are apparently bringing her back for the main roster, not NXT. Which is a better choice. NXT is pretty stacked with female talent as we speak, and adding Vega to it won't necessarily enhance it that much to how it is now. I can't say the same for the main roster, mainly Raw. They need all the help they can get with their women's division. Though, depending on how they plan to utilize her, if she goes to that brand, it may not even matter. Before I comment on that, I have a question. Where's Alistair Black? Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown? Although reports are going around that they're looking to push him on Raw, and they're going to... If I'm WWE, that's what I would do. Hmm. Put them, put them together? Yeah. Pair them up together. That's what I would do. That's what I was thinking too. Like, yeah. But extremely different. Like, don't do it like Miz and like Marie. Oh, no, no, no. It, won't, it would not be like that. that. It won't yeah. be like that. Because what we, I could see, however, we've seen it so many times. It could be similar to Karrion Cross and um, Scarlet. And Scarlet. Yeah. It could be like that. Because yeah. Al Alistair's black persona. And Cross is almost similar. It's just that Alistair Black is more eerie. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like Undertaker style. Ominous. To, yeah, ominous to some degree. Yeah. And Karen Cross is more direct. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. In your face. Uh, Zelina, yeah. Zelina Vega, we all know how... Who's a better manager as a female better than her right now? Nobody. Right? And due to the fact that she's back... Uh, she's in the performance center working on her craft. The way I view it, not only it, it shoots up Alistair Black's um, momentum... Issues for Zelina Vega's momentum. So whenever she's in back in the main roster, she could fight Bianca Belair. She could fight Sasha Banks. So you're saying Bailey. play that mouthpiece for Black and Put, his new gimmick on that, SmackDown, but at the same time, yes, tangle it up wrestler. as a wrestler yes. in the ring. Mid, the female, and, and, the and what I think she could, she will do this. She will go on a rant on Talking Smack. Because... Like, we all know, because remember, we had this discussion about in, um, remember how we said in a past episode that Paul Heyman is the only guy that actually critiques the wrestlers based on the show, based on their actions, etc. Mm -hmm. Paul Heyman would, could do the same thing for Zelina Vega as a, also a momentum push that she needed for years. Right. No one's really pushed her. Not Vince, not Andrade. Not uh, management, like, you know, WWE management. Yeah, no, nobody like they that. They never took her to that next level, that next like, level. That, yeah. we, that we saw from her yeah. and Andrade no, and NXT. No, not they never, not just, not, not, I want to say that. Nobody called her out. Nobody did. For not doing enough? For, in her first right, run? yeah, yeah. Nobody called I her guess. out. Huh? 
I guess, because if you really look at it, like, I don't think, I think it's less so the fault of the performer. No, I get and that. Well, not always, but yeah, I'm always, saying yeah. this, in this case with Vega, yeah. and how her first run fair, uh, mm -hmm. transpired to us, it didn't really, it was less so her fault and more so WWE's fault because yeah. they didn't yeah, know how I, to properly utilize correct, her. You know what? You're right. Actually, I take that back. You're right. But what I would say is that I need, I feel like someone like Paul Heyman could push her. Yeah, to help her out. Because, like, to help her out. Yeah. Because, like, not to say that, like, yo, she needs help as being a manager. But she you got, mean, like, she on screen. Yeah, that on you screen. Create right. That storyline with. Right. Okay. Like, you know how we called out Big E? How we called out oh, um, yeah. um my man um Apollo Crews? Do the same shit with Zelina Vega, but, but different, obviously. Right? Hell, he did the same thing with Bianca Belair. The the week uh the same week she won the title, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and see what happens. And I, that's what I'm, that's what I would I, that's what I would think. Uh, WWE needs to do. put Selena Vega with Alistair Black. Not only raises her momentum, it raises Alistair Black's momentum, and she would face now. So uh, this will be like her prime, obviously, to face players like Bianca, a Bailey, a Sasha, etc. That could definitely work out. Lighting a fire under yeah under Vega that's that's definitely the that's the way to go if she's, they decide to bring her back. She's hungry, bro. Likely. She is hungry. She is. Yeah, she's been toiling away at uh, her Twitch live streams. Yeah, playing games over there. And speaking of Twitch live streams, uh, Abba, how long can you play a Disney clip without getting copyrighted? Because I need you to put that Thanos clip in. What did it bring you back to me? I need you to play that clip. Bro, right, he says that in Bro, either... that is f facts. <laughs> He's like, you couldn't live with your own failure. Yeah, yeah. What did that bring you? Back to so me. Good. Back to me. Was that Endgame? Hell yeah! No, that was that Endgame. Bro, See, that, was, that was one of the most dopest lines I've ever heard, bro. And this is... It's like he was the bad guy. This you know, is indicative. Of this, 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 bring, this is my... Good eye, Lawrence. Bro. I'll shake your hand on that. That was a thank great... You, thank you. That was great because... That's exactly what happens to Selena Vega. Mm -hmm. WWE kept up with their own failures, and they came back to Selena Vega. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you guys do recall, we did an episode of the show dedicated entirely to the release of Selena Vega back on episode 44 of the show. There we brought up, brought up her reaching out to Andrew Yang, who is currently running for mayor here in New York City. All due respect, and Andrew Yang. That nigga's going to lose. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Mayor, yeah he's gonna that nigga's going to lose. It's, there's so many new... I don't even know the names. He's, of the new he's too much of a Republican to be yeah, winning he's anything lose. in New York. I'm sorry. It's just so... It's so many new people that wanted to be mayor, which is I'm happy. Like, we get more new candidates. I don't know half their names. Anyone but, but de Blasio. That's all I'm Oh, saying. no, no. Listen, it's a, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or you're Democrat or whatever. Everyone hates, hates Mayor de Blasio. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like, yeah, something we agree on when it comes to politics. But when it comes to uh, Selena Vega, I'm a fan. I still agree with her about the union. I still, I agree. But it's just when I heard from other people the reason why they can't do it, I understand they cannot do the union. No, when going back on, um, well, I believe it was Cody Rose and it was Rhino yeah. talked about the reason why they can't do the union because it would actually hurt the, it would basically kill the Indies itself. It would only be the top comes that can pay. Yeah, every time there's something happens, the uh, Indies will have to pay insurance for Indian yeah. wrestlers. Uh -huh. Guaranteed, right. and it's not and it's, it's not sustainable not for them. Right? They, no, I'm, I, I was but I was only talking about specifically to the yeah. WWE. Yeah. Only the WWE. Oh, yeah, of course. Not rest, not wrestling in general. In That's general. a different ball game. Yeah. But like only WWE, they need a union. I feel I agree with that. But with Zelina Vega, be be with Alistair Black. Yeah. She'll change the game. 
I believe it'll be on SmackDown, and it will elevate Block's career because he could possibly face Roman Reigns. I would love to see that. That's a money feud. I would love to see it. It'd be a money feud, but the way. Black has been has been booked. Oh no 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 no! They're repackaging. Bro, no no. Put this on your mind. Put this on your mind. I got him, Alva. Put this on your mind. What? I, I seen this you, guy. You got you got you got Black, and Zelina Vega, who's one of the greatest mouthpieces in this generation as a female, and and obviously the best female manager currently right now. And I got I got I got I got whoa whoa Vicky Guerrero. Yes, nigga. I am disrespecting Vicky Guerrero. MIA. She, MIA I am disrespecting Vicky Guerrero oh. because she don't get me wrong, she's the OG. She's the OG. She's, she's the OG, great. don't get me wrong. But I do love Zelina. But love Zelina Vega and Alistair Black versus Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman? What? Just mouthing off to each other? That is fire! Up? That'd be something. Oh no, no, the match is I want I, I want the match, trust me. Someone that like that's another guy who could probably test Roman. What's the last of Roman versus Striker? A striker was gonna sit there so I can the, so right. the shit out of him. <laughs> that's a good point. But yeah, you Ricardo, you kind of deviated for away from the Andrew Yang stuff. Not long before he called out Vince McMahon and WWE, if you guys recall, for labeling the wrestlers as quote independent contractors while holding them hostage from doing anything else outside the company's reach. Mm -hmm. So like, where does it end there? Like, where's the fine line between that I term and what they're able to do and what we're not able to do? Maybe there's something that she had in talks with with the. Vince and probably was able to keep her Twitch channel. Let's see what happens. That if her Twitch it. channel deactivates, you know what happened. Yeah. But if it's still going, maybe Vince laid back. Because we haven't heard anything too far. Like, like I think Vince probably laid back silently on, on, on like, the Twitches and all that. Because I've seen them on TikTok a bunch of times doing ad work. They I think a lot of them still have Twitches other than, like, Austin Creed and uh, yeah. AKA Xavier Woods, but then again, there's a big caveat to that. WWE's yeah. profiting big time off profiting, the yeah, because Austin up, Creed up, down, literally down. is like untouchable. Xavier Woods is untouchable. Mm -hmm. He can do whatever the hell he wants to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, and since then we've heard nothing, nothing else come out on Yang's part okay. since calling them out. So our worst fear came to fruition <laughs> that nothing would really come out of him speaking up, and WWE continues to do, do what they've thing. been doing this whole time, yeah. or rather, not been doing anything. But as for what she should do on Smack, as for what she should do moving forward, her, her new role, I agree with Ricardo 100%. Pair her up with Aleister Black. They got great chemistry. Well, they're married, so it'd be, it, it, it would be nothing short of amazing. Yeah. It's a money combo right there waiting to happen. That makes no sense on this. What sense in this world? The first lady. I don't know if I'm ready for this. You want a tissue? <laughs> I don't know! At the end of the day, no matter how you want to look at it, you want to look at it sideways, you want to look at it from the top, from the bottom, it doesn't matter. There are levels to this. Well... Welcome to episode 65 of the Wrestling Hypothesis Podcast, here for your Sunday, May 16th, 2021. Hope everyone listening is doing very, very well. Of course, you guys know I'm your host, the ABA. How's everyone doing today? And joining me this week is... One half of the bromance, Ricardo. My man Kenny isn't here. It's all good. Big shame. My man, it's not a big shame. It's never a big shame. When one half of the bromance is here, we're both here. Right? He's here in spirit with me. Oh, I forgot. My Sorry. man Kenny's doing his thing, living his best life. And it's all good. It's all good. I'm here holding the show down. He's living that best life. That's man. right. That's my homie. That's my guy. My dog. 
Yes, hello, Ricardo. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, joining us as well, you heard him earlier, folks, Big L Lawrence. Good morning. How are you? Sorry, I, I was out last night. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Tired. Mm. I thought, listen, my my old bones of 27, I was out to 3 a.m. I felt, I'm like, this is too late for me. <laughs> it felt it felt off. Usually, a couple, two years ago, been okay, but... Nah, after since pandemic, kids going out like after twelve o'clock, I'm like I'm ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, I feel that man. Can't, I get like, that. Three o'clock, I'm like, ugh, I can't do it. Hang in there, Lawrence. You'll 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 do fine. The brittle bones will come back to be stronger. So. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Just drink drink that. Uh, get that vitamin in. Vitamin, vitamin E in. Not vitamin E. Uh, calcium. Calcium. Get that calcium in. I'm lactose. Oh. <laughs> okay. Then. No comment there. But continuing on here, as you guys know, listening, this podcast is available to listen to on various platforms out there, such as Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and our own YouTube channel over on that platform. Go ahead and follow us on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where we often report breaking news that comes out in the crazy world of wrestling, and we let you listeners know the updates on the status of the show throughout the course of the week if we feel that plans have changed. And we'll give you guys an update on that, on those platforms. So go ahead, give us a follow on those accounts. If you're listening using the iTunes platform, you can leave us a star rating on there as well, some thoughts, any feedback on what you think of our show. It would be much appreciated if you guys take a few minutes out of your time to do so. And lastly, you can check out any of our older episodes over in the archives using any of the platforms I mentioned earlier, as well as visiting our own website, which is anchor.fm slash wrestling dash hypothesis. Now, before we go on with the rest of the show, uh, this tragic news came to light just last night on Friday as it was reported that Jerome Young, better known to everyone as New Jack, uh, had passed away at the age of 58. He suffered a heart attack which led to his death and his wife came out to confirm the passing to the public. This man needs no introduction. If you've ever heard of him, you're likely aware of some of the things he was involved in. The name itself, honestly, is enough to send shivers down my spine. Seriously. Uh, one of the faces of the original ECW promotion in the 90s, he was someone who you didn't want to get on his bad side. He has had his fair share of infamous incidents over the over the decades, notably the mass transit incident, if you guys have heard of that, where he almost killed a 17-year-old non-wrestler who was pretending to be a wrestler, and ECW brought him in and believed his story as they were scrambling to find a replacement for a tag match involving New Jack on that one night in 96. And he wanted New Jack before the match, to give him some color. Yeah, he, he gave him some color. He, oh, yeah. He, he gave him the whole crayon set. Yep. New Jack happily obliged to doing, doing that, and then some. Practically killing the poor kid before the audience's very eyes on that one night. The kid's father was screaming from the audience that night. If you guys look back on the footage, you can find it on YouTube. Saying he was only 17 and had no wrestling experience, and they had to stop the match right there. I did kind of giggle while I was watching the documentary. It was amusing. It was yeah. amusing, but like... Uh, but it was it's it's terrifying. It is. So, yeah, in short, he was not a name you'd easily forget if you've heard of him in any way. And prayers and condolences go out to his family and friends. Right now, the Middle East is being occupied currently with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict that has really been ongoing for the better part of 70 years now since Israel was made into a nation following World War II. It's just now that us here in, the, in America are paying close attention to it. Because now all the media and the press is now really shedding light on the, the stuff that's been going on over there. Uh, Sami Zayn took to Twitter and posted a series of tweets about Palestine being oppressed and called out Andrew Yang after he posted support, after he posted support of Israel, calling him 
a, quote, soulless piece of shit politician. It was because of Zayn's comments that pro-Israel groups and media reached out to WWE and Fox Network. Hearing that, if I were Sammy, I'd really be careful right now. You are always going to have people and organizations out there have some different opinions about politics to what another person has. And if they have any power at all, they'll, they're going to do something about it. They're going to reach out to other companies and just ruin careers. Yeah, if, right. if they feel like, okay, you're a little too far, you're pushing your boundaries, we don't like what you have to say about a particular topic, especially if it's about religion or politics, that's a huge no-no. Yeah, Zane, Zane, you got to lay low on this matter. What is um, Andrew Yang's ethnicity? He's Asian. I mean, I mean, I mean, we, um, he's no, American. he's American. He's Asian. Um, because because you brought up um Israel and like and that's why I said like is he has any relations to that like I don't think so, but I think he like just has support for it. Like okay, so I think he's like what they've done, I guess. Okay, so pretty much all pretty much all what you're saying is that like Sami Zayn just called him a shitty politician, like. And, for for saying that for saying, at a bad bad timing at a bad time when all this when all the news is coming to light. What Sami Zayn has always been very political, but always for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff yeah, you do I do follow Sami Zayn a lot, and he 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 wants to bring that awareness, and I think that's good. Mm -hmm. It's just forth that uh, needs to go forth that a lot of the the superstars in the WWE or athletes in general need to do the research of what's going on before getting into these political arguments on Twitter and on social media in general. They need to just have the research and know what's going on and be aware of what's going on before getting into it. Personally, for us, I think we don't know enough. More Abba knows about the situation, but for us, we just need to learn and and they have, have that research, that, that understanding of what's going on. Whether you're informed, uninformed, doesn't even matter. People have strong, opinions. strong opinions about... Mm -hmm. what's going on right now yeah and that's why like i was a bit hesitant about yeah this topic because like i don't go to i don't talk about a topic that i have no knowledge of i don't do that right right i still like that's like you're staying in your lane like stay in your Honestly, lane you're better than most just because of yeah that. it's like you know just, you know exactly you like know we what you're able from. to talk yeah. about to right. others who if you have a little bit of knowledge of it or you have a, a ton of knowledge yeah. in the field or yeah but you know when to Back Went off, back, back off. off yeah. But with for, for Sami Zayn, I what I would say is that like he does have the because that is his he has a platform. He has the platform. Yeah, he 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 certainly does have the platform. People are definitely gonna take note due to the momentum that he has in WWE. But mm -hmm. because the, he's also Syrian, I believe, right? He is Syrian. Yeah. He's Syrian. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, what I also would say is that like you said about Andrew Yang, right? To be honest, to, the thing is, here's what I think about what Sami Zayn meant. And it's my only two cents. I'm not saying, like, okay. what, what he's saying is, like, um, what do you, you mean by that? Anyway, what I think the, what he said about Andrew Yang is because, like, he's basically saying about Andrew Yang as a person that would say something, but depending on what that topic is, and don't go 100% full action mode on it. Like, like we, like a few episodes, ago, past episodes ago, he talked about, he called out Vince, that he's going to go after Vince. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, exactly. But he never did. Yang's a multi- Didn't follow through. No, I get it. No, no, I get it. No, but you can't, but the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, you can't call somebody out and not go after them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't. Especially if you have a platform like Espe him exactly. following. Yeah, and like, like he can't call the kettle black, but not. Yeah. Act on it. Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang 
is is a billionaire, correct? He is. I, I believe billionaire. Billionaire. Millionaire. I'm not too sure. I, millionaire. Billionaire. That's whatever. Like that. Whatever. Check. He's got money. Whatever. But he called out Vince. So and he he went on radio, and TV, mm-hmm. going after calling out Vince, and saying that he's going after him, and he never did. The public knows about it. Exactly. No, he, and he never did. And now he he's go, and now he's going after to become mayor of the NYC, right? That's what I think. Sami Zayn is mentioning about Andrew King because he's like he talks the talk, but he doesn't walk the walk. Right. Right. In terms of that sense. So technically, in terms of Sami Zayn, he's like people. He's pretty much saying to people, "Don't believe what Andrew Yang is saying because he doesn't back it up." That's what I think Sami Zayn is. Or he's saying. just uninformed. He just doesn't know right. what's really going on. Or it's either that based on what I said, or yeah. based on what you just said. He's yeah. uninformed based on the situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, on Israel. So it's one of those two options. Yeah. But to be honest with you, if you really think about it, Sami Zayn got a case about Andrew Yang because he didn't do shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Yang didn't do nothing. Right, and you just talk a good game. You, you you talk a good game. You want to go after Vince, but you didn't go after Vince. You want to go after NYC, but no one. Give, all due respect, I know he's a politician and stuff like that, but no one gives a no one believes a single word about what Andrew Yang is gonna do for the city of New York. Correct. So it's that's what pretty much what I think Sami Zayn is saying, and honestly, he has has a point. Yeah, there you go. And we did see a similar incident with involving Charlotte Flair, who liked who simply liked a tweet. From the actress Gail Godot, who showed support for Israel, where she's from, and wanting peace to be found from both sides. That's literally all she said. People attacked Charlotte viciously for liking this tweet. And she even had to come out to say that it was a pocket-like, and she was sorry. Like, just to retract her thoughts on it. What, oh, I didn't what, mean to like what it. Charlotte did to liking something? Yeah. Or what, what Gail yeah, Godot, okay. her, her thoughts on the whole matter. Okay. The whole conflict in the Middle East right now with the two countries. Um, and Charlotte simply liked the tweet, meaning, okay, she agreed to it. She agreed with what Gail said. And then yeah. it was, there was a whole backlash over well, it. And then she had to go back, come back I believe and she was say, so, no, I Yeah, was I believe she was so much support to a fellow, uh, a fellow yeah. friend of hers or actress, because, well, Charlotte's trying to be an actress. All, 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 all due respect, Charlotte deserves the benefit of the doubt. She deserves the benefit of doubt. Don't come at, don't come, uh, uh, I thought basically what, like, she thought, like, she was going to support somebody support and stuff like that. But in, uh, what's her name? Um, that... Um, Gal Gadot. Gal, oh, Gal, Gal Gadot? Yes. Like, Gal Gadot. Yeah. Oh, Gal Gadot. She's, yeah, she's, I'm bugging. She's, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm Wonder tripping. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. am tripping. But like, yeah, she's um, really. Yeah, That's I was, furious. I, I was bugging. I was bugging. But like, yeah, Charlotte deserves the benefit of doubt. I like, yo, fall back. It's okay. It's like really. But from but from her but from Gal um, Gadot's point of view is basically I think what she's saying is that like know the information first. Before doing something or liking something or doing anything, she just simply advocated for peace for yeah, both sides. That I give her that, which I agree. you have to agree with. You know, I def- that's what I said I don't earlier. I really get too yeah. political yeah. about, about it. Yeah, and that's why I said that was the first thing I said because I know that's why I chose not to talk about that. And I'm mostly uh, pointing my points about Sami Zayn addressing Andrew Yang because mm. I don't know about the Israel um, confrontation, whatever that is. Yeah. Like I don't know about that. Mm. That's why Sami Zayn. Um, specifically went after Andrew. Hell, I think he just did the same thing. I mean, I just explained what Sami Zayn did, what the main reason was because of what happened. Yeah. So it is It is what it is. But, Gilgada, I love you, Wonder Woman, but fall back. But, <laughs> like, I'm a girl, Charlotte Flair. It's all good. You'll be fine. No, no, it was, it was, it was basically Twitter. Twitter's yeah, a, that's it. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah. 
They yeah. going everyone has strong opinions. Yeah. Even though at some days Twitter is actually a great place to have those conversations, those tough conversations. Right. Yeah. But other you get times, the best, you get it the goes. Best, it's the best and the worst, worst place yeah. for these kind of conversations. Right. You get to form far- partnerships, friendships, friendships, relationships that move on to something else, and but at the same time, mm-hmm. you gain enemies, enemies from that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Rhea Ripley has been in a very interesting position on the Raw brand as the women's champion after beating Asuka at WrestleMania last month. First and foremost, Charlotte Flair came back the very next night after Mania and got herself immediately inserted in the championship storyline with Rhea and Asuka. So immediately, just like that, Rhea is an afterthought as champion, which everyone suffers when Charlotte Flair is around. The spotlight, as always, is on her once again at the expense of everyone else. So that's what she's got to to really worry about in terms of keeping her momentum stalled, which is a big issue. Now I know you two have some big, uh, big, th- big thoughts on what you guys have to say about this matter. Before, say, the, say the question, Abba. Be, before we go into the real, real thing, let's 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 be gentlemen about this and go through Rhea Ripley. Now, do you believe Rhea Ripley is ready? is ready at this moment to be women's champion. I personally don't think she's ready at this time. I think they for right now from the last couple weeks um promo's been iffy. The character's different. It's much it's much different. To be fair, looking back at Rhea's recent history, recent, I don't think she's really known for her promo work. Her promo work. Like she said a few if she sounded better in NXT. Yeah. And then that that's yeah. sound, she that's, sounded more that, that's like she sounded more more authentic. She sounded more of herself in NXT, and I think that's like a running thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone sounds better in NXT. Yeah, but um, we, we get we hear that a lot. <laughs> I do understand. Like it was, she was rushed into the title, uh, the title situation because hell yeah, yeah. Think of Charlotte would Charlotte being out, and they rushed her into it. Definitely, I think they are going to give her the Edge treatment back in two thousand six. Edge won, beat Cena for the title, uh, Money in the Bank. He only held it for three weeks. <laughs> Dropped it back down, but it's just a situation. Edge like, had seen in 06. 06, I believe, yeah. 06. Edge won, Edge won the title. Three weeks, ran it, dropped it off. So I do think that uh, she needs not a revamp, but it, it's, it's not going stale. She does need a little, a, not a revamp, but something just to find that character again. Rhea Ripley is not ready to lead Raw. Yeah, of course. At all. 100% right. agree with you. Right. It did the the, the, the promo was cringe. Her, yeah. Two weeks ago, I believe. It was I don't know where I don't know where she was going. Rhea Rhea Ripley isn't ready to be in the game. She she, she obviously everyone knows that she was rushed into a situation. She's in with main event talent like an Oscar, a Charlotte, to some degree a Becky whenever she comes back or whatever. I'm I'm gonna hold she's, off on Becky until Becky. Uh, no, no, I get it. No, I got yeah. I got you. Until I see her. She's not she's obviously not ready. Dude. Now. Is it her fault her not being ready? I that's the question. That is is real if the the question is is real Ripley ready ready to lead? Obviously the answer is no. Is no. However, what I would say is this. WWE is trying hard mm-hmm. to push the woman in a different direction so starting with obviously Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. I do feel that. Well, I know it's going off of Bianca, going back to Bianca. I do feel that uh, mania, that mania story with Bianca, and, and 
and Sasha just wasn't it. It it, it was it started good and then it just veered the wrong way. Yeah, it, it veered the wrong way. But back but, but back to, back Rip, to but Rhea with Ripley. Rhea Ripley, she doesn't have. I don't know. She I, actually, had, she's yeah. never had. She's never had a, a legitimate challenger to stand up for herself. I think it to, was to face her for the title one on one. Never. I think Shayna when when she had no. to beat Shayna. No, I think no, that was no. she peaked. You, you, see, she you peaked. see the thing is, you say Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is by far better than Rhea Ripley. By far, they just you know what the thing is as a complete performer. That's a hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Remember absolutely. you said in, in uh, I think it was 2019. That's where she peaked. He was he was hell, in my yeah. honest opinion. Yeah. That's where she peaked. Late 2019 look, Survivor look, Series season when she was look, pinning look, look. Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, the Charlotte. Thing, she was pinning everybody. Yeah, I think, what I think that, the world, what I think that needs yeah. to happen is that real Ripley needs to lose the title. No, of course, she needs to lose the title to coming off a big Mania win a to month Charlotte. in. Yeah, the exactly. greatest women's wrestler of all time, not Sasha Banks. It's Lawrence. Matter of opinion. It's okay. Charlotte. We're still on this, huh? Flair. I will never forget that. <laughs> We're still I, I will, I will, still on it. Let me tell you something, man. Charlotte Flair is the crescendo. Crescendo. The zenith. The zenith. The denouement. The, the denouement. The creme de la creme. The creme de la creme. <laughs> she is the goat, bro. She's the one person that could lead Raw, period. I'm talking about men and women. Her, people come to come. People go to watch Raw and or SmackDown to watch Charlotte Flair. Even if she was on SmackDown. Do you have the question they can find to ask him, or should, should I ask him the question? Go ahead. Now, Charlotte is 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 the goat. Yes, she is the number one women's wrestler of all time. Yes, she's the best by far. But thing is this: name me a person that has benefited from working with Charlotte. Afterwards, not during afterwards the Afterwards when? Afterwards. In the aftermath. In the aftermath, how they look afterwards. Did they feel... Has she... The thing, maybe I'm, I'm wording it wrong. You Did are. Did she obviously. elevate... That's it. A character... Oh, a wrestler. A professional wrestler after her feuds with them. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Yeah. Oh, six? Sasha Banks. No, no, no. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Ronda Rousey. Right. Hold on, hold on. Hold up! Wait! 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 Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Go ahead! Go ahead! Lawrence, I want you to open your phone right now and show me that picture that you showed me before. Yeah, my phone though. Before we started this podcast, right? Oh, I want people to understand something because I'm sick and tired of the Charlotte slander that comes at my homegirl. You want to put it to rest? Yeah, I'm gonna put it to rest, bro. Once and for all, I'm defending the goat to the grave. Now, right? So you know. You know that Charlotte Flair elevated Sasha Banks. Do you agree with that, Abba? In 2016? Yeah, that long period when they, they were elevated when, each other. When, when they went one-on-one? I believe they elevated each other. I think... Yeah, I would say so, too. It's not like a case it's of not one. Like no, case but his question was... To the other. His, his question was, did anyone elevate after Charlotte? And I said Sasha Banks. That's I a think, fact. I think that's a fact. But Charlotte herself. was elevated herself oh, because so of she Sasha. She elevated herself. No, it was like the but, other way. But, Charlotte, but if you want to say she was elevating someone, technically, yes, you're right. Right. Thank you. So I am right. Yes. All right. So so let, 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 let me put this Charlotte Flair to rest. You, you you showed me. Yeah, I'm showing you the picture. It's you funny. you show, it is funny. I ain't it's gonna funny. lie. It is funny. <laughs> right. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna say two matches because the third one didn't happen yet because we all know that. Yeah. Right. SummerSlam. Uh, what's, what, Becky Lynch versus Carmella, right? Oh, the 2018. Okay. The 2018. 
Was that for that was like the woman's all almost for the woman's title. Woman's title. All of them. All of them. Right. Becky was getting steam at that time. Becky was getting steam. Yes, you're right. Becky's getting steam. And Carmella just won. Uh, obviously won the title at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And but the thing is, if you look back at that rivalry, was it really a good rivalry that we all took our eyes on? No. No, no. Exactly. It was no. I, I don't really care. It was shitty. It was shitty. Remember, because Carmella didn't have a good match. Like, no, no, I get that. But yeah, it, it just wasn't. Like, but Becky was the only reason you kind of reason but, you cared the, for it back then. The re- yeah, we all cared because it, it was Becky because of the man gimmick. Okay. But was the rivalry money? No. Right? Who changed that? That was Charlotte. I don't even, I wouldn't even call it money after Charlotte. No, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished okay, yet. Ahead, what it. I'm saying, what, whatever Charlotte is involved, is, is put in in any match. No the eyes she does enhance the match. The, the eyes no saying is that the, the eyes are yeah, glued to the screen. We say no, she enhances the match. I, we never said that she doesn't enhance the match. We're saying the aftermath of her having her feuds with these performers. Other than nah, I got I, I got I got to give you Sasha. Sasha, Sasha Banks yeah. got to give you Sasha. You, you went on but that. what happened to Rhea? What happened? <sighs> no, no, to, that's the, get, that's look, the big one. You know what? what you know what? You, guess Rhea what? Wait, wait, wait. I'll give you two more females. I'll give you two more what? females, and look, then I'll give you. you and, say Oscar. No, 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 no. I'll give you two more females. Okay, right? Bailey. Not exactly. Now the Bailey, which, I can argue what with Bailey. Which when one? she turned heel right afterwards, when she beat when she beat Charlotte, that's like right before she turned heel, or was it the Bailey? Bailey. She, period. When she won at Mania. Bailey. Period. When she won at Mania? No, we're not talking about, about, about the time. I don't think so because Bailey was already red hot at the time. Yes, and because she turned heel anyways. It was very difficult. Now, this was it the was, first time Bailey, Bailey won at Mania, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She beat Charlotte Mania. Okay. I forgot which Mania it was. I'm sorry. It was the one in Orlando, I think. Yeah. 33. Bailey was already red hot at that time. She was already, remember, they, they were already calling her future John Cena. They were calling her the female John Cena at that time. And then not long after. Not long after, she she met Alexa Bliss. Yep. And we, we, we all know that, that story went. The, the reason why I say Charlotte elevated Bailey is because because of Charlotte, they gave her more eyes on Bailey than any other performer besides Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. So put eyes on Bailey in a must-win match against Charlotte that we all know Bailey ain't even touching Charlotte. We're talking about and like back. Look back at that rivalry. Hugger, ba- Hugger Bailey before whatever. What, I'm t- was, t- look, 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 look. We're not talking. Look, let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. I'm I'm talking about Bailey. Period. I'm not talking about the persona. I'm not talking about the Hugger Bailey or the or the I'm talking. I'm talking about in terms of elevation. Charlotte changes the game. I don't, I don't think she elevated her. Now, during the prom, during the feud, yes, Charlotte elevates the performer. I'm saying we're actually in the aftermath. Do they are they stay do they stay in that level or do they just drop? They stay in that level because even cuz even when Charlotte and Bailey was done, Bailey was still hot. Same thing with Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks has already had a had a thing. No, no. I'm gonna go. Sasha Sasha Banks Sasha Banks has more they fans have, now than back then. They elevated, they elevated, elevated exponentially. Right. Like that's two females right people there. People paid attention to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah they, 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 out of that people feud. do pay attention to Charlotte. Exactly. They needed. Excuse they both needed each other in that feud. Exactly, and um, and in terms of Charlotte, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. That was the original match. The match yeah. that everyone wanted. Yeah, I feel that that. Ronda came in with already a hype fanfare, and it was basically Ronda and uh, Becky one up in each other. Yes, like you said, yeah. like you said, Abba. 
I feel yes, the match enhanced, but I don't think tremendously. The, the but the aftermath. Remember, Ronda left, so we couldn't even see the aftermath. That's on Ronda of that. No, that's on Ronda. We couldn't even see the aftermath. And yes, Ronda getting beaten up by Charlotte eventually turned Ronda heel. Well, it did. Reggie made her go heel because she had to go well, heel after that. Well, guess what? I just made you just give me you, you literally just gave me a third person who Charlotte elevated so I don't think and she did elevated. and the thing is and the thing is she did it on purpose because you know why and it, I would say Ronda Rousey because you know why I would say Ronda Rousey let's go back to Survivor Series when Charlotte beat the living shit out of her like no before which wrestler beat the shit out of Ronda like that then Charlotte that actually went up on Ronda's face I'm like yo I'm gonna beat your ass she did that and we saw Ronda Rousey differently. Ever since Survivor Series, if it wasn't to who gave her her heel run, that was Charlotte Flair. People, mm. it's you. Honestly, I think it was more Becky. No, no, no. Becky was he, always getting one up on her. No, 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 That's no. what listen, set her listen. off. Listen, no, 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 no. She fought like no. They, they, they fought each other. Becky never gave Ronda Rousey the business like Charlotte did. Yes, she did. No, she did not. Literally six days before Survivor Series. No, she didnn't. Remember when yes, she, she ambushed did. her in the locker room? No, yeah, she did. Becky's crowning jewel moment. Yeah, she. she that was the locker room. I was talking about one on one. Bro, because one, we never, we never one got the one. one. We, we never got the one on one. We never got it because one, in, yes, a, in the match, still saying this. So. In, in the in the match, I've we've never seen a box office attraction like Ronda Rousey yeah. get manhandled like that by Charlotte Flair. But that wasn't that was a that was a not really a match afterwards. Remember, she got DQ'd and they just that was a bro after match fight whatever. Bro, whatever that was the best match. Take out the Survivor Series match. That was the most talked about match the whole night. Well, segment. The match. This nigga said the segment. I said the match. That was the most physical match in Survivor Series. Go look it up on that year. Go look it up, bro. And you know I'm right. Because of that, Charlotte Flair. No, people gave more eyes to Ronda Rousey. It just skyrocketed because of what happened. Okay. And it led to Ronda Rousey's heel turn. Me personally, because of Charlotte, due to the fact that like, it it gave a it it opened Ronda Rousey's eyes. I'm like, yo, this ain't the UFC. You feel me? This is like, if someone gave her the she ain't getting knocked out. No, 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 she's not getting knocked out. But what I'm saying is like this: it opened Ronda Rousey's eyes. I'm like, yo, this is WWE. This is not the UFC. Yeah. The people will shit on you in a heartbeat. No matter who you are, yeah. right, right, sure, sure. and 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 Charlotte Flair gave her the business on Survivor Series, and you ever since Survivor Series, it changed Ron Rousey's whole demeanor up until Becky Lynch, until she ultimately turned heel because it changed Ron Rousey's game. Right, but you can contribute. But you can but you can argue that you it was contributed to Becky as well heading into the match with Charlotte Survivor Series because they were all all they were. They were starting to go at it. You remember? I was, remember, I was saying was the segment where Becky assaulted her. Because Becky was injured from the eye. People want what people were wanting. No, it, was a, match. It, was a, it, was a, it was a busted nose. She, a busted had, nose. she had a broken nose. Broken nose. That was a, yeah. But the thing uh, is, but the thing is this. Like, I understand that. From the nose. But it was low-key a blessing. No, no, no. It, it really was. I, look, it was I, I, under, I understand what you're saying of what Becky Lynch did to Ronda Rousey in terms of the evasion yeah. shit. Charlotte Flair was inserted into the match. Because there was no, none. You guys can't even give me one. A promo work be between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey if it wasn't for Charlotte. JD there said no promo work? There was no, give me one promo between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Just those two. I'll give you one. Go. It was the, the post-Rumble episode. 
Post Becky came out says, yeah, I'm fighting you at Ronda. I'm fighting you at Mania. But that's it. Like, but that's it. I'm talking about in rivalry on the road to WrestleMania. Like, that was the road to WrestleMania. No, but that was, look, but look. That but, was to announce the match. That was to announce the match. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, what happened in February, March? They had the fight. They had that fight when they all, they all three. But that was when Charlotte was inserted, bro. I'm talking about like, like what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is like, despite, the, the, I know this was a bad example. I'm going to bring up Sasha and Bianca, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually have promos week every week. Yeah, they at least. Don't get me wrong. The bill was bad. We all know this. Yeah. But they had build. They had a mediocre, promo. Yeah. yeah. It was mediocre. But they had build every week. Every week. Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch never did that until Charlotte got into the picture. JD got into the picture like literally a week or two right after that promo. And it skyrocketed the whole main event. If it wasn't for Charlotte, you can make a legit. I wouldn't go that far. What? Dude, they were going to get the main event spot anyway. It was Ronda Rousey. They were going to get the main event anyway. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Ronda is the reason. She felt like, dude, being completely honest, being completely honest. Ronda's the reason for that She was the third wheel. Charlotte Flair? In that rivalry, yes. My thing is, absolutely Ronda's the reason for the main event. We saw Charlotte and Ronda already. If there was no Ronda, it could have been Becky and and, um, Charlotte. It would have been a great match, but that was the main event. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair exponentially... Exponentially by herself made the rivalry better, three times better. If like, you cannot tell me that, bro. I don't think that personally. You mean the build was not better if it wasn't for Charlotte? To be honest, I don't even know. All right then, because well, I can't even give you an answer on that because I don't know how much better the the build would have been if it was just Becky and Ronda. So exactly, so how the match? So how would you? So how would you know if it would be better if Charlotte wasn't in there? Because like you you can make a certain because they gave us because they gave us promo work just the two of them. It was just one. But dude, don't you think that they would have continued off of that? That they would have given us promo work on that same level? No, because you know why? You know why? Because Charlotte wasn't only inserted in the month of March and expected. It exponentially skyrocketed since then. You would have made a legitimate argument if week after week after week, if Becky Lynch and um, Ronda Rousey have promos every single week. Say, they well, never they had that consistent build. They didn't necessarily have to have a pro- promo every single week. Like the two of them. It's face- WrestleMania. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about it's not necessary because look at Sasha Bianca. It kind of suffered because it we suffered, were but they had it every week. But they were overexposed. You could argue that was the case. They were giving us, you know, lackluster promo material, Tag you know? matches and all that. Yeah, you know, it was a lackluster build. It's not like every you, week they had to but you can't, give us something. But you, but you can't you can't tell me that if it's, if it's a WrestleMania build, and Ronda Rousey was there every week, every week. She like was, was there almost every no, week. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't give me that. Because you would have, I would have given you, I would have given it to you dead to rights if she was a part-timer. I would have given you dead to rights. But due to the fact that she wasn't a part-timer, she was there full-time, and they could have, had one-on-one promo work every week with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, but it didn't because of Charlotte. We're hearing promo work for both of them individually. No, I'm typing talking, up the match. No. But we don't. It's, but we didn't need that. It's hypothetical. It's good. It's Give that, us everything in moderation, place, it's dude. It's not hypothetical. It was actually there. Give they us were everything. there, dude. Everything is best in moderation. You don't want to see the same thing every week. You don't want to see the same back and forth every single week. Because then it's going to get stale. It's the law of diminishing returns. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you brought in Charlotte to in the fact, potential difference. By the time we got to Mania, the hype for it wasn't really the same as it was coming out of the Rumble or Survivor Series. Because Charlotte wasn't even in the picture. She was in the picture. That's what I'm saying. She was already inserted into the match. She was inserted into the match in March. They already announced the, it's going to main event that year's Mania show. No, but that was but that was before Charlotte was into the picture. That was way before. She was in. Dude, really? I'm talking about right before Mania. She's been in the picture for two months before. 
It was not long after the Rumble. They said, here you go, Charlotte's in the match. And then everyone, almost everybody hated it. Almost everyone hated a lot, a, a, a lot of a lot because of they were like, Twitter, we wanted no, Becky a lot of and Ronda. Twitter did not like when Charlotte was in was inserted into the triple threat. Now I didn't mind. Like I actually liked the match. Okay, it's a triple threat, you, you know, because Ronda is was still green. We all thought Ronda was still green at the time, and yes, Charlotte can help in the match because you'll do more match. Uh, help masks her weaknesses. Help, yeah. help, help, help mask the weakness. But uh, during that during that time, a lot of people on Twitter did what felt irate about her coming into that. Match. I don't give two shits. Because she just came it's, out. It's she not just, just came Twitter. Out of her look, because Twitter were always look, seeing look, it before. I don't basically that whole year it was it was it was, it was, Char- it was Charlotte Becky Charlotte Becky Charlotte Becky. Like they had their year f- feud and just kept dragging on from that from 2018 well 2017 2018. So it dragged on. I don't give two shits of what people said on social media. Think I of Charlotte. Know. What I'm what I'm saying is what all the podcasters said. JD said this. Salamaster said this. Mad podcasters said this. And I completely agree with them. Charlotte Flair exponentially made that rivalry better and, ele- and elevated, since you since you asked me that question, elevated Ronda Rousey's mic skills because of her. Because Charlotte Flair gave the attitude that Ronda Rousey never had. When Ron Rousey came into the picture, I'd still argue it was Becky. All right, you can say that all you want to, but Charlotte I'm not started. That. Charlotte no, didn't have a hand. I, I'm not saying I, I understand what you're saying, but Charlotte started that shit. All right, Charlotte did that. So before Charlotte was Becky, dude, that, they were starting I, to bro, build. Bro, I get Survivor that. Series. I understand before Charlotte that. Ronda was even a thought. I anybody. understand that, right? But what I'm saying is, Charlotte Flair exponentially makes people better, even after coming to your question. Even when the rivalry is better, it's yeah, because like, because because the even when the rivalry is over because here's check this out, bro. I'm gonna end it right here. When Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey fought after Survivor Series, did you get a different perspective of Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Did you? Yes. Right now, her hair her hair character. You say it was Becky. If you say it was Becky, fine. Right. Charlotte Flair was the one that. Integrated the heel persona, no, started it, her heel persona, towards Ronda Rousey, because Charlotte Flair gave Ronda Rousey a wake up call, and fans to this day, today, are still insinuating that hopefully one day, Ronda Rousey will come back to the WWE. But they they want that match with Becky. No, I get that. I get that. You can they have it with Becky, whoever. They just want her back. Period. Mm-hmm. Right? They just yeah. want her back, period. I don't think she's coming back. No, I don't think she's coming back either. I don't think so. I think that shit is done. Yeah, I right? Like, but, she had that year-long yeah, run. Yeah, exactly. She did that, but but that, what I'm saying... But what I'm saying is... You would have not got that persona mm-hmm. of Ronda Rousey if it wasn't for Charlotte or what she did back in Survivor Series. That's all I'm saying. If you want to say that she was the breaking point... That is. That's, what I'm, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Then, sure. I agree with that. What I'm saying, no. Becky Lynch started and, that and push, I, and I never knocked that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So if you want to say both of them ended up doing it, then you know what? I agree. So what happened with Rio? That's, yes, that's, let's that's go back the, to let's Rio. Let's go back to let's go back to Rio. Kind of deviated from that. And our conscious doesn't care. Rio, Rio. <laughs> Rio is her garbage. Rio Ripley. I mean, we spoke about it. this. We spoke about this. We 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 technically. Lawrence, Abba, we agreed. We we spoke about this. Laura, real. I said Laura. 
<laughs> Rhea Ripley on Raw is hot garbage. Yep. We said that in the very beginning of this question. Yeah, it's not even it that is. her momentum. It's, it's, it's her it's, alignment. Is she a face? Is she a, a heel? No, I don't care what she is. What is she supposed to be exactly? She's they flip flop back and forth. She's an edgy girl with tattoos and, and, she, and piercings. You know they try to make her so much, and it's like really, really embarrassing. They try, they try to make her look like uh, Becky Lynch's persona to some degree, because like yeah, this, they are that's, the man, this, the man that's hot. To a point, she was actually oh, surpassing Becky Lynch in terms yeah, of yeah, in NXT, in NXT, yeah, yeah. she was surpassing them. I mean, the yeah, in NXT, wow. there was one point in the company. There was one point where Ripley was the um the number one female in the game due to momentum and popularity because she was in NXT. Yeah. Like no one was talking about the four horsemen, uh, horsewomen, and she was booked naturally because of NXT. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right now, who cares? Who, 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 who gives a who gives a rat's ass? Who cares? Please, there's Rhea the Ripley. Whoever, whoever, I don't care. I don't even give a damn if Oscar wins again in uh for the WWE uh, women's um, I title. Front. If Oscar wins again, I would rather have uh, Oscar than yeah, Rhea Ripley. Okay. I would. Listen, I'll, you know why? I'll, 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 I'll rather go Bliss. I'll rather go give it a Bliss than just start another reign of terror. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Bliss. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of Bliss. She did take the whole gimmick. I'm not into the. I'm not into it anymore. The whole the the fiend gimmick that she's doing right now. It's, it's overplayed. It's overplayed. Now it's like it's really dragging at this point. Does if you, if you're gonna give her that belt, give her the belt at this point. Let her go for another reign of terror for a couple months until Agreed. you figure out who's gonna be that next person. The only reason I said Oscar is because I know that I know Oscar could get me. Badass matches. That's the only reason. Oh, yeah, we we, we, we kind of seen in everything. We kind of seen all those matches. Okay, so what? But I, I, I want to see more. Now it's time for something that has nothing to do with anything going on in the news in particular. We haven't done one of these in a while, but you listeners recall our Mount Rushmore segment. We've done on the show a few times now, going over the best of a particular topic and why they belong on the Mount Rushmore of that category. This time, it'll cover the best heels in wrestling history pretty straightforward stuff we'll each give our four picks for the greatest heels we've ever seen wrestlers who exemplify what a wrestling bad guy is through and through lawrence you're up first buddy let's hear it it's the controversial one. Oh, the easy answer i can say i could pick anyone in the 70s and 80s like can you please enlighten me larry Larry Sabisco. Yeah. Harley Race. Yeah. My God. We can go Abdullah the Butcher. Times that they were getting beat up, stabbed, thrown shitted on them, thrown shit at them, because they really exempt that heel role. But Wrestling I'm Kayfabe was alive. Alive. As it ever has alive ever been. Alive and well running wild. But I'm gonna go more a little more modern. Okay. And this yeah, is my personal list of favorite heels of my 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 Mount Rushmore. Number one, I'm going to go Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Why? There's no reason to say why. Half choice. Half choice. That is probably the best choice. He ran the Attitude Era going into the going into the uh, next era after that. So, help elevate a bunch of talent. He's been that conniving boss. The boss that we all hate. Plus, his pairing with Stone Cold was just iconic. I can't, you can't, come on, you can't beat that. Because it, it played on the modern day man, modern day blue collar, white collar worker having that that boss that's always down on your neck. And every and, person and Stone Cold played every the Every person under yeah. the sun could relate to the that. The sun story. played the guy, played the guy that said, fuck this, fuck this guy. Now, next, Ric Flair. 
come on, back in the back in the end of way territory days, back in early WCW, he played that 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 consummate champion, that heel champion, plus with the four horsemen by his side. He knew he he knew everything. He always won. Had that crazy ass finisher, always bleeding, always defying the odds, beating up uh, every every uh, wrestler in his in his face. Triple H. Triple H. Okay, so to keep it, like my, my last guy in the ruthless aggression era, I'm gonna say Edge. One because he played that connive that psycho heel. He was very very manipulative, especially with Vicky Guerrero. Oh, that was, that was amazing. Plus, he knew how to turn that psycho on, that ultimate opportunist, taking out everyone with the concerto and all that. So, yeah, that's my uh, Mount Rushmore feels. You fucking saved yourself, and you know it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you guys thought I say, Hogan? <laughs> We're not getting into that. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, I was scared a bit since I, no, I no. was going to do some underrated, like, Bully Ray, but I didn't want to do that nah. to you. No, nah, but Mount Rushmore? Yeah. You probably would have popped the blood vessel. I, now, if he wants to say one of the best of the last 10 years, then now, sure. But. Yeah, in terms of single runs. You're see, Mount Rushmore? Everything in my power, I held up JBL. I wanted to say JBL. Look. That, that one, oh, I wanted to say it. JBL's okay. That one, that one, that one year. I love JBL. That one year run where he had before he lost the seat, that was money. Money. Okay. Your Mount Rushmore is actually, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. You're, when I'm not trolling, genuinely I'm, surprised over here. You, when I'm not trolling, I'm pretty good. Like <laughs> it was actually pretty good. You had Triple H, Edge, Flair, and Vince McMahon. I got no issues with that. Now, here's what I do have an issue with. <laughs> it's got to be something. In my Mount Rushmore, right? It, the one person you clearly left out, Randy Orton. Is in that Mount Rushmore. I do agree with you. With Edge, is in that Mount Rushmore. You gotta put Flair. Like it, it must, the, what we've seen. With, yes, Randy belongs to. in it. Do I have to? You absolutely have to. You sure? You, you gotta put Flair. Posi- if you're being honest with yourself, Flair I am being. No, no, no. Let me ask you. You know why I don't? You know what? I'm gonna say my. I'm gonna say my comments. Did you watch the old? The old, old Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me get my Mount Rushmore in. Go ahead. I got Randy Orton. I got Edge. I got Triple H. I got Vince McMahon. Now, for the people that says like, "Why? Oh, why isn't Flair in the Mount Rushmore?" Explain yourself. Don't get me wrong. Ric Flair brought a swag and and the huge persona like never before. But guess what? That was at a time. In the 80s and 90s, where these factors uh, did not come into play. Actually, actually, 80s and the late 70s. It's like 70s, 80s. 70s, late, late 70s, 80s. 70s, 80s, 80s 90s, that was Flair. Mm-hmm. Flair tore every. Flair was torn every. Guess what? Every territory. Guess what? He never had the intensity like a, mm. he never had the intensity like an Orton, an Edge, a Triple H, and a Vince. I'm not finished. He never had any of that. He he had a different he had a different intensity. He was a he different, had a different type, type of intensity. His int- type of intensity. It's like you could put Flair's being honest. Look 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 look. You could put. Let times. me finish, bro. Let Sorry. me finish. You could put Flair's top intensity. It doesn't even match Orton, Triple H, Edge, and even Vince. Well, it, it doesn't even match that. Can I get my two cents in on that? Sure. 
Look at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega right in his current incarnation right now. Yeah. On AEW Dynamite as the champion. He's literally playing Flair. He's like, he's Flair. more like the type of, he has the type of intensity that Ric Flair had in the 70s and 80s. More, less so compared to Orton and Edge and Triple H and Vince. It, it, Kenny Omega does not, psycho. Kenny has intensity. He doesn't have it like those guys do. Here's what like I'm saying. Here's he more like Ric Flair's. Here's what I'm saying. The true definition of a heel is to make the fans truly hate the character of the heel. They now, did. hold up, hold Ric up. Flair no, was I get that, but listen to me. Listen, no, look at me wrong. And I'm not even. You know what? You know what? Flair had haters. Flair had haters. No Nobody question. Liked him. But I'm talking about I'm talking about that intensity where I can't stand him. I can't even be in the same room with him. That's what I'm talking about. Edge had that, Vince had that, Triple H had that, and the greatest heel of all time, Randy Orton had that. The thing is, this we were al we were alive for those. I know we felt that it's, we weren't yeah, alive for Flair. Yeah, and, and that's why and that's yeah. why I learned from the mm -hmm. old heads. Yes, they had that same hatred. Yes, for Flair back then, that would they the hatred though the the hatred that we had for yes. um the guy of uh, Vince and yes. Triple H. But here's and the Randy. thing. But here's the thing. Yeah. The ideas that an Orton, a Triple H, an Edge, and Vince had, the ideas I'm talking about, the the creativity, creativity. That, that they had, Flair never had that compared he to did. these guys. Compared to these guys? Compared to these? Give me one. When you say creativity. Like, give me one moment. On like, like, bro, okay, you want to say creativity like this. Give me one moment. One moment that Flair had that would beat Randy Orton kissing Stephanie right in front of Triple H's face. What would beat that? What beats that? Or, or how about when Edge, or how about when Edge going to Cena's crib on live television, smacked the living shit out of uh, I mean, Rick Flair, John Cena's dad. Ric Flair having an affair with Miss Elizabeth. That's Miss Elizabeth. Over Miss, over I mean, we're no, no, no. We're that's, that was Randy. Oh, oh, that was pretty oh, desperate. That was, that was his girl. We're talking about his pops. His pops, bro. Family. We're talking about his pops. I got you. Okay? Or, or how about this? How about this? What about Triple H? What about Triple H beating the living shit out of Ric Flair? At homecoming. You remember Homecoming? Bro, dear, dear Jesus, that was something else. <laughs> that was something else. What or 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 Vince, Vince, like all due respect to Vince and no disrespect to women, but in the attitude era, how Vince degraded women when he was a heel, it was monumental, right? If that shit happened here, oh my, Vince would have been burned, <laughs> like, right? What's well, up? to go back, what what does Flair have that based on the things that I just said? He can't touch that. The thing is, is when Sting was the top babyface in WCW, Flair was able. Well, Flair was with Sting at that time, and did stab him, did stab him behind the back. And during that time in that era, it was a really big deal. I'm just going back to you know why you know why because Sting, people, Sting the was heels, the modern heels of this era. I know what you're trying to yeah. say. Let me just say it myself. The modern heels of this era lack one thing that Ric Flair had: the time period. The, the, the era, the era, you, the era that they were performing in and honing their craft. Back then, kayfabe was well and truly alive. This, the, this day There's and age, no, it was practically dead. Okay, you could say it was dead, but like I said, you couldn't buy, you couldn't be, you couldn't buy into it as yes, easy, as much yes. as Ric Flair. But, but, but here's, he but here's the thing that what Ric Flair lacked back in the day, it was the lack of the entertainment value today that it didn't have back then. The entertainment value today between the between the years of Hell, you can even argue attitude era to some degree. Okay. But like like when Triple H, Edge, Randy Orton, the creativity that they had during that time, bro, it was monumental. Flair in, Flair in his prime can't even touch that. Creativity over there that, that Ric Flair had can't even touch 
the creativity as a heel, what Triple H, Edge, and Randy Orton had. Vince is Vince, because you know, he was the tyrannical boss. That's the boss. But we're talking about as wrestler, heels, bro, Flair, uh, Triple H, Edge, Orton, Vince. If you want to say, if you want to base it off, if you want to base it off creativity, then it's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue that because Ric Flair is a whole lot. It was more access to production, more access to, uh, yeah, stunts and storylines and probably, yeah, the creativity was probably more, was probably better. But going back that time with Flair and what he was doing with Dusty and the layered promos he would give. Those layered, those layered, long, drawn-out promos always bashing either Flair's... Uh, poor people. Yeah, He was shitting people. on every single one of them. Yeah, Everyone related to that. They felt like yes, they were getting they, attacked they by felt, Flair. Yeah, he attacked the, um, the American way, the American uh, way of life. He would go and attack as... He would go attack that. Well, well, the thing is, you I wouldn't say he really... He, not I, attack the American... No, no, but, well, I wouldn't yeah, say that because that. Ric Flair represents the American dream. Him, himself. The 1% too. No, no, exactly. He represents that 1%. No, no, like, I get that. that, that I get that. But that's how a lot of people feel. He was but the enemy. I get that. I get that. But, to, to, like but I'm going to give Flair flowers on this. Flair is the most known legend known to man. Yes. All right? Based on what he did... Every, on back in the day, because he he represented the actual American dream of That's, money, yeah, fame, mm-hmm. getting Women's, the females, everything, everything. Call. That was him, right? Jet flying, yes. Oof. Limousine ride, but that's what I'm saying. Woo! But the thing is. Like, dude, he started it all. You're, I, and again, like, I, it was, I get that. If you want to argue, it was perfected. It was, it was more. How do you say, refined later on, but in the modern age. Yes. Then yeah. fine by those heels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but like, who started it all? No, again, I'm not knocking. And you can that. argue who did it better. I'm not knocking that. Right. Nobody right. did it. Nobody did it better. Playing that persona better than Ric Flair. But what I'm saying is, I could watch that. Don't get me wrong. I could watch Ric Flair. But I can't get the feeling of Ric Flair as a heel compared to a Triple H, Edge, and Orton. And, and it goes back to what we were saying: the time periods we grew up watching. Yes, you didn't grow up watching Ric Flair and Dusty. In now, the 70s. if you now if you were talking about if Mount Rushmore, did. now if you were talking about Mount Rushmore of heels and run the seventies, eighties, nineties, I would put Ric Flair at number one. Yeah, easy. But you're saying all time, all time. He's there's still there, all there's time. No, it still holds up. It holds up. Mm. You can you can make it's a case like, for it. It's very yeah. Strong you case. could. Now, yeah. what is yours? Alba. Here are my four. Sure. For the Mount Rushmore of the greatest heels wrestling history, my personal opinion. Sure. I'm going to get this name out of the way first, Vince McMahon. Okay. Apart from being arguably the biggest heel in pro wrestling today, if you guys get that joke, seeing as how he approves the garbage content we get on WWE programming every single week, mm-hmm. yeah, thumbs down on that. He deserves placement here pretty easily, too. The Mr. McMahon character was born in 1997, off the back of pulling off the Montreal screw job to Bret Hart. Oh, I also want to add something to about Vince McMahon. Sometimes his heels tendencies correlated in uh, real life. Um, Dark Side of the Ring. Enough said. Seconded. Enough said. What? If y'all don't know about Dark Side of the Ring, YouTube that shit. And arguably the greatest, the biggest heel move ever. The Montreal screw job. Yeah. The biggest heel tactic we've ever seen in wrestling history. Yeah. Screwing over your biggest star on the way out. And this kicked off the Attitude Era, which means this was just the beginning of Vince and his evil tactics that was to come. He was the foil to their biggest star ever in Steve Austin that took the WWE to its most critically acclaimed period they've ever been in, bar none. And not only Austin, but McMahon was the perfect bad guy 
for other big stars around the time. In The Rock, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Triple H, his own son, Shane McMahon. He was amazing in his craft as the bad guy that everyone wanted to see the big names kick his ass and knock him off his he's, pedestal. He's arguably the perfect bad guy. Arguably. Yeah. I, said, I said arguably. And those and those wondering, yes, he is my personal favorite heel of all time. There's Vince nothing McMahon. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So, he's up there for me. Next up on my Mount Rushmore is Edge. He is the ultimate opportunist for a very good reason. He would always take advantage of every opportunity he had in front of him. Even if that meant turning his back on those he loved and his allies. Which he has shown to do plenty of times in his career. With Christian, with Vicky Guerrero, with La Familia. You yeah. name it. He, they've all had their ba have their backs stabbed by, by this guy. This one guy in Edge. He is always in it for himself. He really takes the survival of the fittest moniker to a whole different level. He was just second to none at being a complete dick to everyone around him. And he was well and proud of it. All the while getting to the top of the food chain in the 2000s in WWE. And who could forget that real life drama in the Matt Hardy Lita saga in 2005. Which got him legitimate heat with everyone. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? That's why Edge is up there in the Mount Rushmore. Yep. <laughs> Ric Flair never did that. Ric Flair never did that. Come talk to me when Ric Flair did that. Real life. Real life. I mean, he didn't have to, and we still regard him as one of the best. No, it's okay. It's okay. But, but, but it shows... The thing is, people, the, all, each of these names, they stand out. I feel you. I feel they you. have to do something But, but you know you've elevated to a different level if it goes to real life. As a heel. Okay, I mean, people were fucking trying to kill Ric Flair in his sleep, but okay. What does that mean? <laughs> because that's how good he was as a heel. Monumental, even. But moving on, yeah. It's Edge. He's up there in my Mount Rushmore. I also have Randy Orton on my list. And he's pretty much a no-brainer like Edge. He has given us some of the most dastardly, malicious acts we've seen in recent history in pro wrestling. That whole storyline with Triple H and the McMahon family, like you got done saying, Ricardo, back Come in 2009. Bro! Where he was always getting one-up on the McMahon family at almost every turn. To feuding with Undertaker in 05 and all the, the things he did as a calculated heel then with Bob Wharton. Nobody was more hyped than me when Randy Orton RKO'd Stephanie McMahon. I was so hyped for that. Because I'm like, yo, I know. Yo, I was like, yo, this bitch is going to have it coming. I, was, <laughs> I told Richard. I was like, yo, bro. I was like, yo, Richard. I'm like, you know she's going to get fucked up, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, she did. Hell yeah, of course. So yeah, Randy Orton on my Mount Rushmore. And the final placement on the list is, well, and you pretty much... Guessed it, even though I didn't say his name, Ric Flair. I.e. Limousine riding, Jeff flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son, of, son a of a gun. He was the original rich, high class jackass that acted like his shit don't stink wherever he went, thinking he was superior to everyone else because of his $10,000 custom made suits, Rolex watches, and all that shit. He was the first notable wrestler to do this gimmick proper and Inarguably, in my opinion, the best one. No one has replicated to that level of fame and success. And you associate that character with the Nature Boy in Ric Flair. His rivalry with the likes of Dusty Rhodes, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, would not be seen as legendary anywhere near that status had Ric Flair not been a great foil for those baby faces to conquer. Mm. And that's why Ric Flair is on my Mount Rushmore. So, to reiterate, my Mount Rushmore, Vince McMahon, Edge, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair. My Mount Rushmore... Vince McMahon, Triple H, Edge, and Randy Orton. Mine's was Triple H, Ric Flair, 
Edge, Vince McMahon. That was Vince. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about this one name, and I was hesitant, but I was like, nah. Okay. I should have trolled Billy Ray. I was, I was going back and forth with uh, Triple H and Orton. You know what? You know what the thing is? This guy doesn't do promos, but his actions speak louder than words. Brock? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. No, I was gonna say Brock Lesnar. I was gonna honestly, because you know why? I was I was really think no, no. I was really Paul debating. Heyman really elevated. No, 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 no. I'm just, as a manager. No, here's why I don't view Paul Heyman as a heel, because he's he's, a, he's he always facts. yeah he speaks facts. He's who does who doesn't love a guy that speaks yeah. facts? But I was really debating to put Paul Heyman. I mean, ah, no. Brock, Brock Lesnar. Brock, I'm sorry. Honestly, those both work. Brock yeah. Lesnar, in in that Mount Rushmore because. Of what he's done, what the shit that he's done as a the, heel the people, is even demolished. Is 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 it's it's a game changer because like the thing is like guys, he changed the game. I what for I the WWE? No, not WWE in wrestling. He did. He, he changed did. the game. Yeah, he did. I was that's why I was debating about it. But I was like, you know what? If I want to become Mount Rushmore heels, I need the whole package. He doesn't give me the whole package in terms of on the mic because he got Paul Heyman. So I'll let, I'll let I it was back. thinking Taker just for Ministry of Darkness, but I was like, he's he's more he's been more So I have an honorable I have an honorable mention. That was my honorable mention, Brock. Lesnar. I have an honorable mention besides Triple H. Yeah, okay. Because he was I was going back and forth with him and Orton, I eventually Orton triumphed over him. But if we're talking specific time periods, not overall, Hollywood Rock. I was but the I, reason, I had a feeling you would reason say that. Why the reason why I can't I put him on for the life of me put him on the Mount Rushmore greatest it, it, heels? It was short. It was short. Very, it was short lived. If it was, it was, if it had more longevity to it, believe me, I would not hesitate. Hollywood Rock was. I to be honest with you, I never viewed him as a heel. That nigga was so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that persona was so bro i think one of the most funniest matches he's ever done was when he fought the hurricane i i, I was, was i was laughing my ass off bro mm-hmm. <laughs> like he did he did a clothesline did a kip up and it was that was so funny but like that's a bad yeah but i thought i would give him uh an album so uh, that's my honorable mention brock lesnar yeah i would say hollywood rock who's yours you got to mention, yeah, I'm going to go because I'm a big fan of his. JBL, John Bradshaw Lee, for that one time where it was a digger of the times. And that it, was, it was 2005. Five. Yeah, like, it was 2005. Five. During that time, you needed someone to, visiting someone to hold that belt and ensure that John Cena was ready and he needed a really, really good heel to go after him. And during that, I, I believe it was a year, correct? Mm-hmm. A year he held that belt. Oh, the fans hated JBL at that point. He was, was, he was he was good, and plus he had his cabinet, him and his cabinet. JBL, so I you, give him you can make a case. I give him my arm. Only mention. at that time. At that time, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, I get what yeah, you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Only at that time. At that time, he was the closest to Ric Flair. The yeah, li- he was the closest to Ric mm-hmm. Flair. The limousine, limousine, the, the rich persona, uh-huh. the business the stocks, man, yeah, the stocks. He, the political because during that political climate he took that took that as an advantage. Yeah. Too, but yeah, he brought that political climate out. What do you guys think of Million Dollar Man? I didn't watch enough of him. Nah, so yeah, that's that's my I, that's that's that, I didn't see enough of him to I, say I, I otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. What I would say. I would put Roddy Piper. 
Oh, hell yeah. I would put Roddy Piper. Hell yeah. I love his work. I would have put him in. Yeah. But. Not what if you would have. He's no top points. 10. He's yeah, obviously he's top easily 10. top 10. But he ain't Mount Rushmore. No. Bullet Club. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. please stop. Know. And we'll end it there. We're going to sign off on this week. Episode 65 of Wrestling Hypothesis. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Um, yeah. We'll be back. Episode 66 of the podcast. Hopefully next week. That's the goal for now. Yeah, you guys have anything more to comment on that? Or No, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know. Hope everyone have a good day. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Watch the NBA Hall of Fame induction ceremony because my nigga Kobe Bryant is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm watching that shit. Y'all better watch that. He's getting inducted tonight. Yes. Oh, okay. And also, read One Piece. Oh, read One Piece, y'all. That too. No comment. Take it easy, guys.